So today being 9-11, today being the 10th anniversary, I, I just want to speak about that. I want, I want to address the things that God is doing or the things that Jesus said are coming on the earth. We're beginning to see it be fulfilled. For example, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be selfish, brutal, lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. In Matthew 24, Jesus said, Watch out that no one deceives you. Speaking about these last days that we're living in. What does it mean, the last days? It means before the return of Jesus. The, the disciples asked Jesus, well, what are the signs that it's almost a time for your return? And Jesus said, watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must, not, must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Luke 21:25 On the earth nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and the tossing of the sea and how many of you know we're seeing these signs fulfilled Jesus said how do you know that it's almost time for me to come back that the peoples of the earth will be perplexed at the roarings of the sea and how, how almost every day in the news are tsunami warning, warnings and floods. He said nation will rise against nation. Constant threats of war, constant attacks, constant terrorism. He said in these last days people would become evil and cold and selfish towards God. All you got to do is put on the TV. Everything the Bible says in the negative of the signs of, of, that Jesus is almost here, we're seeing them come to pass. And, and Isaiah 60, verse 2, it says, In the last days that great darkness will cover the earth. You, you can almost feel the darkness out there. As Someone said today, they wouldn't even allow a pastor to come and pray at the 9-11 ceremony. Anything that has to do with God or Jesus is being mocked and ridiculed and laughed at. There's persecution even now for the first time in this nation against the people of God. This sounds pretty grim, like pretty bad news, but I didn't read the rest of Isaiah 60, verse 2. It says, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the people. But here's the, the next part. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. See, for those out there who don't know Jesus, this is the darkest time ever to come on this face of this earth that's coming ahead. 
For those who are lost, they're separated from God, they have no hope. This is one of the most difficult seasons coming ahead. The Bible says that men's hearts will fail them because of fear. But not for the people of God, not for you. If you've got Jesus in your heart, it says the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. If you are a child of God, you walk in the very glory and the presence of God. And there's a calling, there's an anointing on you to begin to invade the darkness. We're not going to let, let the darkness invade us. See, next week, Pastor George is starting the series on 1 Corinthians. And you know what? That Corinthian church, you know what happened to them? They were rebuked because they became more and more and more to look like the world out there. But God is raising up a church that's going to be a light. Acts chapter 2, what does it say about the last days? That in the midst of the hardship and the economic lack and the famines and the wars, that God is going to pour out his spirit on the church. In other words, our best days are still ahead. The greatest opportunities are still to come. You see, even now we're... For this weekend, you're reading the papers and you see police stationed all over the city because of the threat of terrorism centered around 9-11. And, and before I go on, let's just take a minute right now just to be silent, just to remember those who died. How many of you... Had someone in your family, some, a friend, a co-worker, someone who you know that was lost or hurt on that day? Many of you. So we're going to just take a moment of silence. We don't pray for the dead because the Bible says where you go after you die is determined on the decisions you make while you're on earth. So we don't pray for the dead, but we just want to take a, a, just a few seconds just to be silent and remember the, those who have gone. Amen. I just want to read this scripture to you from Psalm 91. You might have heard it before. It might be familiar. You need to read this scripture over yourself and your family every day. You need to know these scriptures in these last days. In Psalm 91, it says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. 
He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Look what it says. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. See, that's why we're not afraid of the last days. They will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in me, in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Before I go on, I want to ask you to stand because I want to pray that over you right now. In these days when, when, when we have policemen on every corner because of terrorist threats and all the news of disease, we keep hearing about the bird flu and the swine flu, all kinds of epidemics. We talk about the economy crashing, but this scripture says that God is with you. So I just pray over you right now in Jesus' name. I decree and declare that you walk in the protection in the covering of of the Almighty God, that a thousand might fall at your left hand, ten thousand at your right hand, but you will stand, it will not come near you. So I just speak the protection of God right now over your homes, over your property, over your finances, over your life, over your families, your children, in Jesus' name. And I decree and declare over you that you will not fear, you will not be afraid, but that you will walk in the the knowledge that God is with you, that you are surrounded by angels everywhere that you go, and they will not let you fall, they will not let you slip. And I just release that right now in Jesus' name. I decree and declare that not one of you will be hurt. Not one of you will fall into the trap of the enemy. Not one of you will suffer damage or loss in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You may be seated. We don't have to fear like the world fears because there's a God that goes with you. And he promised you. He says, we don't have to fear the terror. You don't have to be afraid to go on the subway. You know that people from other places, these prophetic people, they send me emails. Oh, don't go on the train. God's showing me something's going to happen on the train. I don't care. I'll go right on the train. (laughs) 
Because I know that God is going with me. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to shrink back because what I read in the news. But do you know that, that this is the time to step out? This is the time to move ahead? You, you know what the Bible says is going to happen in the in last days in Proverbs 13:22 That God is going to take the wealth of the wicked and give it to the righteous? In, in, in Daniel 11, it talks about the coming of the Antichrist. And, and, and it says that the spirit of Antichrist has already come. In other words, the devil has unleashed the spirit over this world. And that's why people hate the mention of Jesus so much. We go out in, in the streets. And we tell, you could mention anything, Buddha, Mohammed. As soon as you say the name Jesus, people start yelling, out of control, screaming. There's people that have hate the name of Jesus because of that spirit of Antichrist. And it says in Daniel 11:32, And such as violate the covenant, he shall pervert, and seduce with flatteries. In other words, those who don't keep the covenant with Jesus, they'll believe the lies of that Antichrist spirit. But the people who know their God shall prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do great exploits for God. See, in the midst of all the evil, this is time to rise up and to do great things. The things that God has promised you, the passions that you have, the dreams, the visions. This is the time. This is the best season. Because there's no limit. There's no ceiling on you. Because you've got the Spirit of God in you. The disciples came to Jesus and they said, how should we pray? And what did Jesus say? Most of you know this prayer by heart. He said, our Father who art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name. But what do you say next? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's why you're still here on earth. It, it, otherwise, it would be the best thing if we get saved and die and go right to heaven. No more troubles, no more worries, no more hard labor, no more financial problems. Wouldn't that be better? Why does God leave us down here on earth? Because he wants you to work with him to expand his kingdom, the place where he rules and he reigns. There's a purpose and a destiny on every one of you to take the kingdom of God, and we're going to move it forward. Now, how, how do we cooperate with God to do that? I'm going to give you two ways. Number one, Second Corinthians chapter 5, it says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is, is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Isn't that what Pastor George was just saying? The days are over when we're leaving it to the professional ministers. People call me, oh, someone's in the hospital, you got to go pray for them. No, you go pray for them. 
You, you, you go out and reach the people because you are an ambassador for Christ. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. Maybe you've just been a Christian since yesterday, and you are an ambassador. You are God's representative here on earth, and here's your message. Come back to God. He loves you. That's why we're having the Back to Church Day, not to build a bigger church. But you know the heart of God, that He weeps over the lost? He's not like us. We see horrible, filthy people who do evil things, and we, we, we may wish that they end up in hell. But you know, it's not that way with God, that He takes no delight in the death of the wicked. You know that the shortest scripture in the Bible was Jesus wept. And why did he weep? Because he called out to the people and they would not come. He says, I long to take you in like a hen would bring its chicks. I just wanted to love you. I wanted to cover you and feed you. But they would not come. See, that's the heartbeat of God. It's for lost souls. Church is not just about a building. It's... You might learn in church over the years. Well, church is about endless services, endless church meetings. 